is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. This is the Steelers Standard. I am Tom Opperman, and Jacob Reck is my PIC sitting right across from me here in the studio. It's a Wednesday, middle of the week. We've had time to let week three action marinate deep in our guts. So it's time to unveil our power rankings for week four of the NFL season. Let's get things rolling right away. I'm going to go first with my number 10 team making their debut in the Tom Opferman power rankings for 2021. The Los Angeles Chargers, Mm. the two and one team out of the AFC West who was flirting with dropping to one and two as they had to go into Kansas City this past week and face the monster that is the Kansas City Chiefs. But what a performance from Justin Herbert. I think probably his best performance in his young career, 26 of 38, 281 yards, four touchdown passes, and no interceptions. Juxtapose that with Patty Mahomes, who had his usual day of 260 yards and three touchdowns, but he did throw two interceptions. So a couple mistakes from Mahomes maybe being the difference in that game. Patrick Mahomes starting to throw, throw September inter- yeah. interceptions, something oh. he had not done prior to last week mm-hmm. against the ba- I guess two weeks ago now it's the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, he's always been pretty protective of the football, but it's not been working in the past couple weeks for them. But a big win for the Chargers to go into Arrowhead and take them out and – I know the Raiders are 3-0, and and spoiler alert, they're going to be a little bit in front of the Chargers on my power ranking, but if there's going to be a team that dethrones the Chiefs this year, I kind of feel like it's going to be the Chargers and not the Raiders. And I, I maybe that's the Justin Herbert effect. I think they maybe have more playmakers on the defensive side of the ball in L.A. than they do in Vegas, but there's just something about this Chargers team that makes me view them as the real contender to dethrone the Chiefs and the Raiders, as I think will probably be a wild card team. I think they probably drop back and will finish two games back of those two. That's fair. Uh, and no hope for Denver. No, Denver's going to fade. <laughs> Denver's going to fade. Right? They're going to fade. Uh, so I actually have the team who's playing Denver this week at my number 10 spot, the Baltimore Ravens. Barely, I mean, they snuck into my top 10 the same way that that kick that field goal by Justin Tucker snuck in to the field goal uh, to convert for 66 yards. And it's for that reason why I have them at the bottom of my top 10. Because if you're the Baltimore Ravens, like we were talking about on our triple play episode, we expected them both to have a blowout win against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's usually their MO. I mean, that's exactly what happened for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, things were kept interesting to start, and then Aaron Rodgers took over and did Aaron Rodgers like things. I would have expected John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson to do something similar, but it was very odd how that game went about. I mean, the the Ravens had jumped out to, a, I think, a 13 to nothing lead and let the Lions creep back into it, and it took the longest field goal in NFL history for the Ravens to win that game. And had it not been for that and had it not been for a gutsy fourth down call, the Ravens could be sitting here at 0-3. I know we're kind of giving them the opposite of the benefit of the doubt on both of those plays, but... That's how hypotheticals work, and they are essentially two plays away uh, from being 0-3. And let's not forget about that fourth and 19 play uh, that was allowed by the Detroit Lions. How do you not stop that from happening? Fourth and 19, I mean, there's no way that that was the best defensive scheme you could have come up with uh, to prevent uh, Lamar Jackson from converting that. So this here for me was 
it was an impressive field goal kick by Justin Tucker, but the win was not impressive. So I have them at the bottom of my top 10. Coming in at number nine, my number 10 team was in the AFC West. Let's go to the NFC West for the number nine Arizona Cardinals. They are three and Tom, oh so far in, this year. In Sympatica right there, number nine as well. And they've had some really nice wins. Obviously, week one against the Tennessee Titans. They were struggling against the Jaguars in week three. Uh, they were down 19 to 10 at one point in that game. Then you, you know, look down, do some other stuff. Maybe the red zone switches away to another game. Then you look back, and it's 31-19 to Arizona. And that's where the score would remain. So Jaguars up by nine points. Then they end up not actually covering the spread at home. Cardinals look really good. Kyler Murray looks like an MVP candidate. Uh, our old friend James Conner found the end zone twice. 11 carries, 43 yards for him. Offense is great in Arizona. The defense has playmakers on it. I think it would take a pretty epic collapse again this year for them to miss out on a playoff spot. I agree. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury's proven the haters wrong, at least so far this year, start the season. 3-0 start is phenomenal. Uh, I do think they have the inside track to at least a wild card spot in the playoffs. But again, as with teams that don't traditionally get the job done, there's always going to be that doubt until they finally do it. And for me, with the Cardinals... Probably the only reason they're not higher on my list right now is because of that doubt that they collapsed last year, and they're not really good at doing this whole winning thing perennially. Yeah, uh, of my three NFC West teams to be in my top ten, I think the Cardinals have the least impressive wins uh, on the season so far. Uh, they are 3-0, though, and I actually have another NFC West opponent who has a lesser record than they do um, ahead of them. But because of their wins, their opponents, uh, I just don't have them as high, but still a top 10, 10, a top 10 team in my eyes. As you said, Tom, Kyler Murray, MVP caliber play out of him, and the offense just looks gelling. I mean, I don't know if they looked this good this early on last year, uh, but right now they're looking like a, a top five offense in this league, and that... I think could be enough to carry them the length of the season this year compared to last. Well, let's just bounce back and forth from west to west on each side of the league. Uh, AFC West leaders tied for the lead, I guess. The Las Vegas Raiders checking in at number eight here on my power rankings. 3-0 start for John Gruden's boys. Uh, two big wins against AFC North Powers. Week one against the Ravens at home. Week two against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road, as you are all aware of. Uh, week three, we called it all week long. Circle this as the Raiders letdown game. This is the one where they drop, even though it's Jacoby Brissett and not Tua. This is still the one they dropped to Miami. Mm -hmm. Miami got out to a really early lead fast against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Raiders clawed their way back in that game. And Derek Carr, man, he's a clutch player. He really is. Raiders get their second overtime win of the season in just three games and improve to 3-0. and uh, There's... Something to be said for them avoiding that typical Raiders loss, even though it was staring them right in the face. That's why I have more confidence sitting here on this Wednesday, knowing after that avoidance of the typical Raiders letdown, that even though I don't think that they get to the division and take out the Chiefs, I think this team is going to make the playoffs this year. That's fair. I actually had the Vegas Raiders as my bubble team, uh, which I, I think in hindsight, I think – I did them a disservice. I think I should have put them ahead of the Baltimore Ravens. But I have another 
uh, AFC West opponent I, at my number eight. I have the L.A. Chargers here. An impressive win against Patrick Mahomes, who, let me repeat, does not tend to struggle in the month of September. Yeah. Going into the Baltimore Ravens game was perfect. It, it had never suffered a loss when starting a game in September. Had never thrown in an, an interception when playing a game in the month of September. And did it again, all over again against the Chargers. More impressively, I think the Chargers win was than the Ravens was. They went into Kansas City for their win. Uh, as you said earlier, I think the Chargers stand the best chance to supplant the Chiefs at the top of the AFC West. I don't think the Raiders nor the Chargers will do it this year, maybe in some time, but I do think the Chargers stand do have the best chance to do it. And right now, it's a key win. If they want to do it, it was a key win for them to go into Kansas City and get that head-to-head win. I have them at my number eight. Massive, massive AFC West matchup on Monday Night Football next week as the Raiders travel to Los Angeles to face off against those Jaws. At number seven, I have an AFC North team, the Cleveland Browns, checking in at two and one. The Browns lost the heartbreaker at Arrowhead Stadium in week one, but they've taken care of business in the weeks to follow. Uh, Nice win against the Houston Texans where it looked like the Texans were going to pull the upset, but the Browns, like good teams do, pulled away late and made sure they got the victory. And then just from start to finish, they handled the Chicago Bears last Sunday, winning 26-6. Justin Fields had one passing yard on the day. That is not a misspeak of me, or that is not me. That was a misspeak of me. That (laughs) was. I didn't misspeak about Justin Fields, though. He had one yard passing. Of course, in the NFL, when you get sacked, that gets taken away from your passing yards totals. He was sacked nine times in that game, four and a half of them by Miles Garrett. So that defense was overwhelming for that Bears offense, and it's one of the better defenses in the league. Very improved from last year, which was their Achilles heel last year, other than Baker Mayfield, of course. So... Brown's looking good so far, man. Looking like a team that, at the very least, they're going to take care of their business when they should. And they're sitting at 2-1, and one, and they're sitting at number 7 right now on my power ranking. 7 for you. 7 for me. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Cleveland Browns, your number 7 team, had the best loss on the season through weeks 1 and 2 against the Chiefs. Uh, but I think right now the best loss is – goes to now the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, how could that even be a loss? Like, how, It's barely a loss. They beat that team. Like, it's barely uh. a loss. So that's why I got to give – I put them here in mind number seven. Uh, maybe I should put them higher just because it's it's so unfortunate that they had to go out there and, and give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds left in the game to go down and, and have that game-winning uh, field goal drive. But to me – this did not take away anything from the San Francisco 49ers. I think I've had them floating in this 6, 7, 5, 8 position on my top 10 list all season long. Um, Going to wait and see if they can get a little bit higher. I don't know if they will. I just don't feel like they'll get any worse than that. I think they are a, a solid top 8, top 7 team for the entire season. One last thing quickly about the Browns. Bit of a trickier game for them this week. They head to Minnesota to face off against the Vikings. Game they probably should win. They're two-point favorites on the road, but Seattle went into Minnesota last week against the desperate Vikings team and got beat, so it's not going to be easy, per se, for the Browns this week. The Niners, like you were mentioning as your number seven team, they host the Seahawks to kick off 
uh, their NFC West campaign for the 2021 season. At number six for me is the only team in my power rankings that has a losing record. I have the Kansas City uh. Chiefs at number six. Uh, I still think they're the favorite to win the AFC despite their one and two start. I still think they end up winning the AFC West despite their one and two start. They've played some really good teams out of the gate. The Browns, really good team. The Ravens, really good team. Now the Chargers. the Chargers proved to me when they beat the Chiefs that they are going to be a really good team this year as well. So tough start to the schedule for the Kansas City Chiefs. Luckily for them, things will start to lighten up ever so slightly as they go to Philadelphia this week. Shouldn't be too much trouble there. But then, then they got the Bills at Yeah, home. I was going to say, right around the corner. That's the game they probably win, though, on Sunday Night Football to get them back on the right track. And then it's Washington football team at Tennessee. So it's kind of like an every other week thing the Chiefs got going on for the rest of their schedule. But I, I see them waking up and pulling out a 11-12 to 12 win season. That's fair. But going down the line further, you said you mentioned the Washington football team, Tennessee Titans. New York Giants, and then possibly what could be the game of the year. Super Bowl preview. Chiefs-Packers in Kansas City. Like I said, it's like an every other thing for them. Every other week they get a week ago. Well, that was like four weeks of Washington, Tennessee, New York, and then Kansas City. I don't think that they'll run the table from here. I think there's a couple more losses there on that schedule, but I do see them getting to double-digit wins and probably taking the AFC West Yeah, I agree. And I bet they return the favor in Los Angeles. This later this year to the Chargers and take one from them in their house, like the Chargers Easily took from could. them. Easily could happen. Uh, for me, at my number six, I had the Cleveland Browns. Uh, again, I expect them to win the AFC North. Uh, they took care of business against the Chicago Bears. Another slow start for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns. That game was tied for a while at three points apiece, and then it just was a field day for Miles Garrett and company. Miles Garrett, I think, had four and a half sacks yes, on the day. nine total for the The team. Bears, I think, averaged for the game one yard per play. The Seagulls want to complain about how bad their offense is. Like I said, is. fields through for one pass. At least it's not as bad as the Chicago Bears. That is a bad, bad offense. So much so that now head coach Matt Nagy is saying it could be Justin Fields, it could be Andy Dalton, and it could be Nick Foles starting this week for the Bears. But, uh, they have to fire him because he's going to ruin Justin Fields if they let him go all season with him. Like, he's legitimately going to ruin that guy. I agree. Uh, but back to the Browns, I have them in my number six. Uh, again, I think they are going to win the AFC North division. I think they are the third best team in the AFC. Uh, and maybe with the one and two Chiefs, Right now, I think you could say, just based off of record, sure, the, the, the Browns have the better record, but I still think that the Chiefs will finish higher in the AFC standings than the Browns. But don't count those Browns out. I think they are for real. It's just what can they do for real in the playoffs? That's what I'm interested to see. Time to crack into our top fives for week four. Heading into week four, I should say. I got the team you had at number seven sitting at number five for me. Mm. I got the San Francisco 49ers sitting at two and one. Like you said, probably the most impressive loss of the season last week against the Packers. Rodgers taking that game at the death from them. But I love Kyle Shanahan, man. I think he's one of the better coaches in football. That roster is an elite roster uh, defensively and offensively. Uh, I think they do have a problem at quarterback, though. Not that Jimmy G's playing bad. I think that Trey Lance probably plays a little bit better. 
they just can't give him the reins when Jimmy G's not making those big mistakes. And when he's leading his team down the field, yeah. getting that game winning should have been game winning drives without taking any timeouts and only leaving thirty seven seconds left on that clock. Yeah, he's made a couple mistakes this year so far, but it's not been the egregious like four to five interceptions games like he's had in the past. And like you said, I mean, there's nothing the Trey loss. Lance could do differently from Jimmy G on that last drive. Right, it and it's perfect. And, and he, Jimmy G's performance was almost exactly what this San Francisco 49ers needed. It was just the fact that they were playing against Aaron Rodgers. He Any mistake he made did not lead to the Packers winning that game. No question about that. Number five for you. Number five for me, I had the team who you had at number uh, at number six. I had the Kansas City Chiefs. One and two record. Again, I don't think this is going to be a real thing. I don't think this is going to be a bad season for the Chiefs. It's the first time having a losing record. This must be nice to say. First time having a losing record since 2015, Tom. It won't last long either. It won't last long either. I expect them to come back and go on a little a little win streak here. And the, sprinkled in there is that Buffalo game. I, I think but they I'm telling you, that that's game. the one they win. And that's, that's what I'm, that's the, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Okay. I think this week they play um, Philly at Philly. They play Philly. Then they play Buffalo. Then they play the Giants and and whoever else before the Packers. And I think they could get a nice win streak going before that big uh, game of the year, possible Super Bowl preview. I I struggle to put them ahead of, of Cleveland here just because Cleveland right now is 2-1. and one, But Kansas City did their one win on the season, did come against Cleveland. So that's why I gave them the edge there. No, I think it's perfectly fine to have the Chiefs where you have them. They're still – one of the best teams. Weird to think no how we said after they lost against the Ravens, how we both had them at, I think I had them at five and you had them at like three or four. And we were saying there's no way they go lower than that. Well, they went all the way down the little, number six for A little now. lower, but it's still, I'm going to get. They even, stayed in my top five. Even if they lose ne- next week, they still might be number 10. <laughs> That's just how much I believe in them. Number four for me is the highest rated AFC team that I have, the Buffalo Bills. They are as two do and I. one. You got my number four as well. Yep. I bet our three, two, and one are the exact same. I don't know. It could be a toss-up. Number four, though, Buffalo. I mean, uh, you think they were a little ticked off after the Steelers lost last week? After the Steelers lost in Week One, where they only put up what was it, sixteen, seventeen points offensively, thirty-five points against the Dolphins. They put up forty-two points (laughs) against the Washington Football Team this past week. Meanwhile, what's up with the Washington Football Team? Their defense defense. is not good. Their run defense is fine, but Josh Allen just slung it all over the field against them. I think Josh Allen is putting himself firmly back into that MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. The Bills reestablished themselves as an AFC power. I mean, that is a scary offense that, guys, it's only going to get scarier this week because they welcome the Houston Texans into town. They're 15.5-point favorites. That's the highest margin of any team so far this year in the NFL and also in Week Four's slate of games. I, I think the Bills are an electric team to watch and I think they probably went out until that matchup with the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football in just a couple weeks here. Yep, I agree uh, with everything you said as and that's exactly why I have them as my highest rated AFC team and at number three behind three NFC teams. This offense is scary good. The defense also is starting to shore up on teams. I mean, they did so against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, they only allowed 16 points because, remember, even the final score was 23 points for the Steelers. Seven of those came 
from a defensive touchdown. So they're doing a good job on defense, but man, their offense is scary good. It it's is scary good. Definitely going to be interesting to see which offense prevails in that Sunday night football game between the Bills and the Chiefs. Number three. Okay, so here's where I think we have the toss-up. I got the Green Bay Packers at number three. I think the Packers, I, I think they were out of my top ten after week one against the Saints, and now just two weeks later they're sitting at number three for my list. Uh, back to being Super Bowl contenders in my mind, yes. Back to being NFC contenders, obviously, based on the statement I just said two seconds ago. Aaron Rodgers, back to MVP form. I mean, everything that you were wondering will they get back to that point has pretty much already gotten back to that point to this point in just two weeks removed from that abysmal showing against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Aaron Rodgers terrifies the hell out of me. And as a Steelers fan, he should terrify the hell out of you as you have to go into his house where he does not lose very often this coming Sunday. Um, I think the Packers are now going to start rolling after they got that bad taste of week one out of their mouth. And I think that this is a team that I think the Rams and the Buccaneers, who, as you can probably surmise, are one and two in some order on my power rankings right now. They're going to have one of those two teams is going to have to go through or I should say Aaron Rodgers will have to go through their house to get to the conference championship game. And terrifying prospect for either the Rams or the Buccaneers I know the Buccaneers beat them last year Rams fell to the Packers last season without Matt Stafford of course but anytime that you're Tom Brady and you look across the sideline and it's oh it's Aaron Rodgers we get to play in week two of the NFL playoffs or same thing with the Rams it's it's a terrifying prospect um almost like they're kind of falling back to like this that third position and like maybe a little under the radar as odd as that might be but they're the they're the class of the NFC. I think there's three teams that are in the class of the NFC, mm-hmm. and the Packers are certainly back there. So this is where I really struggled was this three versus two, and I thought one of us was going to bend and put the Packers above the Buccaneers. Not yet. I did not do it either, but I would not have said that that is an incorrect statement to do so. I think a lot of people are putting the Packers right now ahead of the Buccaneers just because – as great of a winner in the postseason as Tom Brady is, Aaron Rodgers can get it done better than anyone in the regular season. And I don't think you're going to see another instance where the Packers are in the playoffs and they have a chance to go for it rather than kick a field goal or punt the ball away. And I don't think, after learning their lesson from the NFC Championship game a year ago, I don't think they'll ever make that mistake again as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback, especially in the postseason. So right now, even though I really did struggle to say, should I put them ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here or not, I said, give it a couple more weeks. Let me watch Aaron Rodgers and his mastery at the position. See if that somehow elevates to an even more ridiculous level if it does, I could put him at the number two. But it's crazy to me, Tom, to think about how a year ago we were saying, well, it's the Packers in the NFC and then it's just a bunch of other teams because we didn't know exactly at that point going into the playoffs how good the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to be. And the Buccaneers did go on, go into Green Bay and win that NFC championship game. But it's crazy to me how we were saying how stacked the AFC is compared to the NFC. Well, right now, the NFC, the, the top of that conference, 
is scary good. Those three teams are by. I think it's those three teams, and even though we were giving cre- credit to the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, those three teams stand alone at the top of the NFL. But I have the Green Bay Packers at my number three. I really wanted to put them in my number two, but give them another big win. If they can go into Kansas City and win that game, they might be I might one. put them in my number one. They might be right. number one. My, num- my number one. Number two uh, for both of us is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost the heavyweight matchup this past weekend in L.A. The Rams kind of handled them for the most part in that game. Yeah. From pretty much start to, I know it was 7-7 seven, seven seven, seven, and then 14-7, but once it got to that point, it was pretty much was a— pretty much the Rams in total control, mm-hmm. not to the point where they blew out the Buccaneers. but No, I think it was only a final score win. of 34-24. 34-24 was the final score. Uh, this is classic Brady, though. And I heard someone on a national uh, podcast this week say— you know, this is what Brady does. Like <laughs> Stafford and McVeigh, you know, you're feeling great. You love it. Big win over Brady in the regular season. Then he comes back in the postseason yeah. and he rips your freaking heart <laughs> out every single time. Everybody's loving the Stafford and McVeigh laughing at each other, hugging each other on the sidelines. And it's just like, I've seen this movie too many times. I've seen the heartbreak that's coming for McVeigh and Stafford at the hands of Tom Brady. And McVeigh Brady. knows it. McVeigh's gone up against Brady in the Super Bowl before. Yeah, and he just rips your freaking heart out. But, I mean, think about two last year, Packers and Buccaneers in the regular season. Aaron Rodgers blew out Tampa Bay in Tampa. He's doing the victory belt, the championship belt in the end zone. He's feeling himself. Then... The Buccaneers go to Lambeau in the NFC Championship game for round two. Tom Brady rips their freaking heart out. Last year, the Saints, 2-0 in the regular season what against the Buccaneers. What about the Chiefs? I'm getting there. Uh-huh. 2-0 against the Buccaneers. And then he rips their freaking heart out when it counts in the playoffs. The Chiefs are a little different because they didn't – did they meet in the regular season yeah. last year? Don't you remember they had – Tyreek Kill had like oh, 200 right. yards in the first half. In just, the first quarter, he just like 200 yards and three touchdowns. And then in the Super Bowl, when it counts, he rips their freaking hearts out. He's the best. I love Tom Brady now. I don't care what Steelers Nation is throwing at their phone, their their computer, whatever they're listening to us on. I don't care. I love the guy. Uh, but I just I've seen this movie play out too many times before where the regular season loss motivates him to come back and destroy you in the playoffs. So I'm not ready to write the Buccaneers off by any stretch of the imagination. Uh-huh. I still think they are one of the top two best teams in football and probably won't fall out of the top five at all in the power rankings this year. And one quick note before we move on to the Rams at number one, they added some safety help with Richard Sherman they signing did. a one-year deal with the Buccaneers today. So. The rich get richer. Get, yeah, or, I mean, exactly. he's kind of over the that, hill, but that definitely came as a result of this game. That definitely helps their depth too, no question. Uh, and number one, the Los Angeles Rams, yeah. big time win for them against the Huge. Buccaneers. Listen, they lose that game with Jared Goff at quarterback. Absolutely, it's not even a game. It's be- not even close because they get to that twenty-one, twenty-four mark, and they stop. And that's all the points they put up. And Brady just slowly chips away at that until he ties the game or takes a lead by a field goal and wins. Stafford's able to get you over that hump, though, and he's able to turn a 24-21 point output to 34-point output. And he looks better than Stafford really has ever looked. Obviously, his uh, morale is higher than it's ever been playing for an actual winning team. I, I don't know if this is correct. I have to imagine if it is has if it has happened in the past 
it would be bec- it would have been just one time. But how many times do you think he's been on a three game winning streak in his career for the Detroit Lions? It it, it would have to be like once. Once if it, if it ever I would happened. say once. In that max. one year, he got him to the playoffs. That would maybe be it. But three game winning streaks are hard to come by, even for playoff teams. So. This is a whole new world for Matt Stafford, and, and you see the McVay joy on his face when he's working with him. And the offense now with that quarterback has caught up to their defense, and that makes them a very mm-hmm. scary team. Another good game for them this coming week. It's an NFC West matchup of perfect teams. It's the Arizona Cardinals and L.A. Rams. Right. Huge heavyweight matchup again. Rams go from one heavyweight matchup in week three against the Buccaneers to another one against the Cardinals. I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Rams the are going to win too. Yeah. And I think they're going to handle them. Like, I think it's going to be a, but a still an 17 intriguing point game, win. An intriguing game. A battle of heavyweight offenses for sure. We will f- find out more about the Cardinals in this game than we will about the Rams. I think so too. Well, that'll do it for the power rankings, and that'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. As always, we are greatly appreciative of you giving us a listen. For Jacob Brecht, I am Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you next time here on the Steelers Standard.